Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I'm not going to say happy 911. It is 911. Wow. And a lot of people, you know, the Bill, song, I, have I, you I, forgotten I'll, that? I'll admit, you said it to me as we, you know, started our conversation this morning, and I had completely forgotten the date. This is probably one of the most important dates in recent history. Right, it it is, and we should never forget. But then again, look what's happening to our country. You know, we played it over the weekend, Trump, you know, getting really teary-eyed over the fact that uh, yeah. in just uh, two years, we have torn down this country. Actually, it was being torn down before Trump was in office by, uh, you know, Joe Biden and uh, Obama. And now, I mean, there's not much left to what we once had and it's terrible you know Mm. everything that's going on there there are threats on every front uh laws mean nothing to liberals anymore they just break them look at new mexico where they've got the you know the the ban on handguns assault rifles every kind of weapon there is in ammunition and it's a gun grab that's what they're doing and the people are protesting going yeah you're not taking my guns yeah i know but before we get into that getting back to that terrorist and, and the, the situation that we're in right now, would you believe that we're getting ready to unfree $6 billion of money and get it to the Iranians? Didn't we unfree some money before and give it to oh, them? Oh, we sent it over on airplanes on a pallet in cash, yeah. blocks of cash. Amazing. And uh, so Biden's getting ready to unfree $6 billion to pacify the Iranian government. Well, that just put a price tag in yours and my head and everybody else, too. You know, so if you travel abroad and there's there's a terrorist cell, American, yeah. get them. They're worth $6 billion each. <laughs> you know, it's, and... You know, this, this how- these people don't care about this. Bill, let me give you... You're getting back to the gun thing you just mentioned. In, mm-hmm. New, in New Mexico, the governor of New Mexico uh, on Friday uh, suspended the Second Amendment. You, you know yeah, the right illegal. To, yeah, she the can't right, do that. The right to bear arms. No, no, no. She says she can because she has well, those she can go to, special she can emergency go to powers too. She has the special emergency powers, and and that's a lot of crock. You know, when she was sworn into office, she she swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. She's done a damn good job, isn't she? But let me ask you a question. I, I was listening to Jeff Cooner this morning. And he was talking about this story, and it was like his primary topic, and he was really ticked off. And I, I agree with him 100%, but that's not the only thing they're, they're uh, destroying. They have arrested indictments down in Georgia are against some people who simply spoke out against the legitimacy of the Georgia election. That's free speech. And yet the Democrats are going after that right, too, and nobody's talking about it. Well, they're saying now their narrative, and they always float out there what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that free speech is dangerous. So they are actively looking to take away your freedom of speech. Think about that for a minute, your yeah. freedom of speech. Now, this can this can not only affect you know what you say politically and do politically, but we're having problems in the schools. Uh, have you noticed that uh, we just have an outbreak of transgenderism, and yeah. now they want to do they want to teach identity and uh, it, you know yep. to preschoolers and everything else? Mm-hmm. Well, you know that that freedom of speech that 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 stops uh, at your tongue to your lips. You can't say you can't even discipline or scold or correct your child from some crap they bring home from school. So let's think about this for a second. You're a Democrat, are you? And you happen to support this administration and all You're that communist, then. all that it stands for. Let's think about what has happened to our country since this administration has uh, begun. All right, we have uh, no more borders. That's that's history. I mean. A country without borders isn't a country. We have no borders. We have surrendered to the Taliban. We are supposedly the most powerful military force in the world, yet a bunch of guys who have uh, a broken pickup trucks and used weapons, uh, they beat us, okay? Because Joe Biden literally, he didn't even pack up the stuff and leave. He just put his 
troops on airplanes and got out of town and left mm. billions of dollars for the bad guys. A and there's no, there's no more talk about it. It's like it never happened. You know, there was a time in my lifetime if we had surrendered like that to an enemy like that, uh, the topic of conversation would have continued. That discussion would have continued for years. I mean, if we had lost like that, can you imagine if we lost World War II to Hitler? Do you think that, that we would have stopped talking about it after about a year or so or six months? Hell no. I mean, we, there was a time in this country when people would have been, they would have been mortified to be so, to be so you know, casual about such a, a, a terrible thing. And, but yet we, we lost in Afghanistan. We didn't leave. We lost in Afghanistan. And now we're, we're over in the Ukraine and we're supporting a really corrupt government. I mean, you can call it what you want. You can say, oh, well, we're trying to beat Putin because Putin's such a bad guy. You know, Putin says he went into uh, to the Ukraine because uh, there were territories the Ukraine occupied that were historically Russian. He wanted them back. But mainly he was in there because of the bio labs that peppered the border between the Ukraine right. and, and Russia. All along the border, like 40 bio labs, maybe more. They were making chemical weapons and viruses in those labs. And he didn't like it. And I don't blame him. Okay, and also he didn't like the Azov Battalion. He doesn't like Nazis. The the Russians have a thing about Nazis. You know, they did some terrible things to the Russians in uh, 1944 and 43. You know, you heard of Stalingrad and places like that. Well, mm -hmm. that's that's what the Nazis did to the Russians. Killed millions of civilians. Never mind uh, the military people. But they don't talk about that. That's supposed to be forgotten history. No, the Russians haven't forgotten it. So that's so. What do we do? We're, we're sending over pallets. I gotta, we, we're sending over. I'm looking at the the news items that I have right. on my my desk today. We're sending over another batch of money. We're getting ready to yeah. send over another billion dollars in aid to the Ukraine. It includes five hundred and twenty million dollars for green energy. What the heck are we doing? With five hundred twenty oh, million dollars, we're going to produce green bombs. We, I don't know. Are what, we gonna, that's yeah, stupid. Are, are we going to put up windmills, Bill? Is that what I we're going to do? Know. I mean, are we going to make you know the, the Russians will target them? They'll use them for sighting their uh, their artillery pieces. Unbelievable. You know, we I don't care because if you blow them up, some rich guy is going to make some money because oh, we got to replace those. And he doesn't have to pay for them. No, and and Joe Biden doesn't have to pay for it. You yeah. think he does? Oh, I pay taxes. Yeah, on paper you pay taxes. Oh, no, he fool. doesn't, Bill. He doesn't. If you look at the, the, the committee that's investigating him, uh, yeah. he, he got it's millions and millions and millions of, of uh, untaxed dollars, money that he never reported, yet they're trying to make that go away. You know, in the meantime, they're trying to go after a billionaire who made all of his money above board. He has already shown his taxes. He didn't want to show his taxes, but he was forced to. And when he showed his taxes, they were pristine. It was like, oh, geez, this guy's taxes are perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, you know, he, they play into Trump's hands, you know. They, the, the other side plays. He, he doesn't want to show his taxes. He doesn't want to show his taxes. So they go after him. They figure, ah, we got Trump now. He won't show his taxes. He's hiding something. So they go after him. They go after him. He keeps fighting. And finally, the Democratic court says, no, you've got to show your taxes. He says, okay, here are my taxes. And they were like an example of how to do your taxes. They were perfectly done. There was no fudging of the uh, the tax codes. Everything was complete and there. It drove them the, the other side nuts. So you don't hear about it. You don't hear about what I, happened. You know, I, I think they don't care whether his taxes are right or wrong. If they're wrong, they're going to really have a field day. But if they're right, they don't care because the media has destroyed the American population because we don't go out and find out things anymore. We depend on the Chuck Todds of the world and everything to spew their venom. And that's what it is, is venom. Mm. So we believe it. We take it. We've got the, the attention span of a goldfish, which, by the way, has a memory of 10 seconds. Yeah, well, so did it really? What, <laughs> yeah, 10 seconds. And then it does. You sit there, here, fishy, fishy. goes, oh, oh, look, he's way. I, can, I know that instinct. That's food. And then that's it. That, you know. I, I went to a resort that was a timeshare. Yeah. And they said, oh, you know, we don't know high pressure anybody here, you know. 
And if it's not for you, that's fine. We'll shake hands and part company. And when I sat there and asked a few questions at the end, I said, it's not for me. Well, get out of here. Well, what do you mean? I thought, I thought you didn't do that kind of stuff. Soon as you leave the table, I'm going to forget about you. Thanks for the Yeah, you know. And um, But that's how the American public is. I only give that you, example. Oh, you, you, you did you. one of those things where they invite you to come spend a weekend at our beautiful timeshare on the beach and enjoy the sun. And then all you'll have to do is speak at the end of the uh, the weekend for about, oh, maybe 15 or 20 minutes with one of our pleasant executives. <laughs> Yeah, I got roped into one of those. I was sitting there going, you know, we got to go through about a two-hour, three-hour thing. Well, that was a two-and-a-half-hour thing, and then I'm sitting there going, you know, like I said, you know, like I said 20 years ago, I'll never do this again. Yeah. But you know what? Screw them. You know, I I had a pretty cheap uh, little getaway. So they didn't make any money the, on Bill Knight. They didn't make a damn dime, and yeah. Oh, well. they, they, they don't realize that, you know, I know a little besides uh, certain things. I know things about real estate and mortgages and lending and all of that stuff. And I'm like going, boy, is this a sham. <laughs> you but knew you knew their game. Yes, I knew the game. But that's not the point. The point is, is that we are shallow people uh, and we've been made that way. We've been taught and raised. Well, it's a fast food society, Bill. Exactly. And that's and that's. You know, we we eat what they serve us. And I, if I were you, I'd take a good look at what they're putting on your yeah. plate right now because it's not what you think it no. is. <laughs> no. Over the weekend, President Trump spoke in South Dakota, and that was where he had that moment where he kind of choked up. But, right. But for the most part, he was he was his jovial self, and uh, and he had this to say. Our country is being fleeced and robbed by people that have gotten away with things that nobody should be allowed to. And a lot of the Republicans and their great people and great people, just period, Democrats too, they feel that uh, things should happen to take care of this. When, when she went, oh, that's good, nothing will happen. And a lot of people feel that, right? A lot of people feel that's that. That's exactly right. We can't have that. And I hope that's why Steve and his friends, because he's got some great ones over there, but I hope the Senate gets tough, because the House has been the House has been working hard, but the Senate under this guy, Mitch McConnell, has been a disaster. And they should immediately defund the DOJ and prosecutors who are trying to take conservatives and Republicans out of political races through indictments and other illegal means. That's what they're doing. You know, if I was in third or fourth place, or if I wasn't running, I'd be living the life of Raleigh. I wouldn't be here with you tonight, but I'd be living there. I'd have nice houses all over the place. I'd be living a beautiful life. They wouldn't indict me. They indicted me because I'm in first place. And I hate to read those good polls to you because every time I read a good poll, they want to indict me again. <laughs> Maybe I should announce I'm doing horribly. It's horrible. We'll withdraw it. Their goal is to interfere with elections in order to make it harder for Republicans and conservatives to win. That's the truth. And uh, he, he, the crowd was so, so animated and happy he was there in South mm -hmm. Dakota. You know, he brings up something, though. He talks about Mitch McConnell. And you talk about Nancy Pelosi, uh, 85, going to be, she's running for Congress again, and she's going to be Speaker of the House. What do they know that we don't know, you know, that they're going to take this thing? But aside from all of that, you know, the, the narrative is being floated, well, maybe we ought to have an age limit, an age limit on who goes into D.C. And you look at, uh, you know, uh, Mitch the Glitch, and uh, you look at Biden. Nancy Pelosi. Um, you know, And Nancy Pelosi and all of those. And uh, and they're going, well, you know, I, I was talking to somebody last night. And they sat there and said, yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, age restrictions would be great. And I'm saying, it doesn't solve the problem. You've got a 25-year-old nutcase then you still got you. Know, what you going to put sixty five years or sixty five years of age? No, no. Well, then you got forty years of a nutcase. No, well, President term Trump, limits. President Trump had the answer. He had the answer yesterday. He said, "Look, it. It's very simple. I will take a mental test, a mental acuity test, and I will take it against President Biden. I'll take it against 
uh, at the time, he mentioned uh, Rupert Murdoch because it was mentioned in the uh, Wall Street Journal that there's not much of an age difference between Trump and Biden. You know, well, there's a big age difference as far as mental acuity is concerned. The guy is is light years sharper than uh, Joe Biden is. I mean, light years sharper. He gets up on a stage, he owns it, he masters it, and he's not. He said, "Look, I'll take a test. I'll take a test but- against all these people, and I'll beat them." That's not going to solve the problem, though. It's part of it. I think mental acuity tests are a great thing, no matter what age you are, if you're going to hold uh, an office of power. But I also believe that you got to have the term limits. You know, well, they do for the presidency. Well, yeah, the presidency. Yeah, I know. The Senate, the, and yeah. Congress. You can go on and on and on and on and steal and steal. Oh, and I steal agree. And steal. I agree, hundred percent. Shut that trap door and seal it for good. Now, the term limits are up to the public, you know, to where, you know, let's say that con- Congress people uh, get uh, two, three-year terms. That's it. You're done. Because how much can you screw up a country if you've got two, four-year terms? <laughs> Look at what Joe's done in two. Yeah, you know, true. I mean, uh, no, term limits are the key for every office there is, and nobody should have the major portion of a 10-year run because – for a lot of people, that's the remainder of their life, and that is not fair, and that's not what this country is about. But they're well, getting I mean, ready to throw Biden under the bus. And uh, point case in point, Jonathan Carl yesterday. Republican presidential candidates flocked to the Iowa versus Iowa State football game this weekend as there are signs everywhere that the 2024 presidential campaign is already in full swing. And on the Democratic side, this week, President Biden's team launched a $25 million ad campaign, one spot touting the Biden economic record, another dramatically telling the story of the president's trip to Ukraine in February, an ad designed to push back on concerns about Biden's age, showing a man on the move, swiftly making his way into a war zone. But it all feels less like a sprint to election day than a campaign running around in circles, playing out a repeat of 2016, when Donald Trump took an early lead and never looked back, and a repeat of 2020, Trump versus Biden all over again. Sure, there's been some movement on the Republican side, DeSantis down, Haley up, but at the moment, Trump's standing among Republicans is as dominant as ever. For Democrats this week, a new CNN poll landed with a thud. President Biden's approval rating slipping below 40%. And despite all that talk about Bidenomics, a majority saying Biden's policies have made the economic conditions worse. And then there's this. Two-thirds of Democratic-aligned voters say the party should nominate someone else, someone besides Biden, in 2024. This is just the latest indication that a majority of Democrats are looking for an alternative that just doesn't seem to be there. Democratic leaders point to real signs that Biden's policies are working. Inflation is down. Unemployment remains historically low. Economic growth is strong. But if the news is good, there's no indication that voters are feeling it. When your media loyalists turn their back mm-hmm. on you and start to suggest options other than you, uh, that's when things are getting a little a little dicey for the left uh, nominee, Biden. And you have Jonathan Carl, who, don't kid yourself, he has been a, a dutiful, uh, you know, banner-carrying Biden person from the time Biden stepped into the public. And yet... And yet you see him out there right now suggesting maybe uh, with all these polls and all these things happening, uh, you know, he went below 40 percent. He's in the 30s now. Oh, my God, his popularity. Maybe other people are right when they they think that we should be considering another candidate. But who is it going to be and when are they going to take Biden out? I see a lot of indicators going out there. Trump got a, a nice thing over the weekend, supposedly. Uh, where a judge finally ruled something in his favor, saying, hey, you know, the things he said while he was uh, president, uh, he's got presidential immunity. Can't use him. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats, oh, yeah, he can lie all he wants when you're president. Really? 
Take a look in the mirror with Joe Biden. He's lied before he was president. He's lied during his president. He's made up a daughter because it fit his narrative. I wonder if this one does more than shower with him, though. You know, his imaginary daughter. I mean, this guy sick, needs sick guy. to be... He's a sick guy. He needs to be in a mental institution. And anybody knowing what we know about him that goes, oh, he won that thing fair and square, and he needs to go back in, you need to be in a mental institution. (laughs) Well, actually, in all honesty, uh, I think you're being kind sending him to a mental mental institution because if he did the the things, well, if he did the things that – that people say he's done with the Chinese, if he gave them secret information, if he was a conduit, a backdoor conduit uh, between the Chinese and some people on this side, if he was acting as a traitor. And, and, and traitors don't go to mental institutions, or they're not supposed to anyway. No, they go to the guillotine. But, Jim, you're being too nice. I'm going to back this bus up. If, if, if you're giving him the benefit of the doubt, which... Normally you should do, but has anybody on the left given Trump, even with, go back to Russiagate. Boy, you had him convicted. He was going to, he was a, he's still a criminal for it. And, and it was made up by Hillary. That is the so-and-so. I'm not going to say the word that needs to be it's buried. In, it's under interesting the- that you say that. I'll tell you why. Over the weekend, he was, Trump was interviewed and they said to him, well, Mr. President, um, are you going to uh, go after these people who have gone after you? Damn right, uh, he ought uh, to. Uh, or are you going? And this this journalist, and I forgot who it was. Or are you going to look ahead to the future and forget what happened? And Trump said, "We need to have justice. You need to know the truth." That's what he said, which was essentially him saying. Uh, don't think that we're going to forget about anything because we're going to come back and put some people in jail. And I thought to myself, thank God, you know, from your lips to God's ears, because our country has been torn to shreds over the past two and a half years. I don't know how we're going to make it to 2024. I, I, I still think if we can make it to 2024, we're a tougher nation than I thought. Well, you know, the news likes to talk about the economy and everything is so resilient. But let me just put it in really simple terms. Mm-hmm. Everybody in their life, just about, has had a weight problem or some kind of health issue. But let's just go with weight. Hey, you're a fine, fit young man. Well, that cheeseburger looks pretty good. I'm going to have that. A double cheeseburger with fries. Oh, I'm thirsty. I need two Cokes. Well, by the time you're 30, you're no longer uh, svelte uh, 179 pounds. You're 228 pounds. Well, I'll cut back a little bit. 40. Mm, I'm 265 pounds. Then you go, well, you know what? I'm going to lose that weight. It don't come off that easy. It takes longer to take it off than it took to put it on. Well, the damage that's been done in the White House has been done a lot. Some of it's been a long, you know, time you know, coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a long, prolonged thing, but Biden put us on the fast track to go into hell. You're not going to be able to jump on the fast track to get out of it. There are things you can do to get the course corrected, but you know, look at this border thing. You got a judge that sat there and said, well, you know what? Uh, the, the Republicans saying that uh, this is an attack on America no, it's insignificant. Insignificant. Well, you know, that's just a word, and it's a word that he's using very casually, and basically well, it's insignificant if you are trying to attack America and you want to take down those borders because you want to redefine who and what America is. You have this guy this uh, uh, head of the Department of Homeland Security for Biden's administration, Mayorkas. And, yeah. and, he, Dorcas. and he says things like this. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. Hear that? Our borders are secure. At Tony, I mean, Anthony uh, 
uh, what's his name? Alexandra, Alexandro Mayorkas. I'll get it. Anyway, he's, he's up there in front of Congress, and he's sitting there looking casual, lying to the, the Senate uh, questioners. Uh, they're crossing, examining the guy, and he's just saying, no, the borders are secure. Everything's fine. In the meantime, mm. all you have to do is pick up a paper down in, uh, in Texas or someplace, and the front page you'll see, you know, hordes of, bo- of these uh, invaders coming into our country. All you have to do is talk to the mayor of New York. Who's complaining yeah. last week that that he has more than he can handle uh, these illegals? This, by the way, is the guy who uh, eight months ago was bragging that it's a sanctuary city and aren't we cool? That's essentially what he was saying. You know, hey, we can handle anything. Uh, the borders are illegals. They're not really illegals. They're they're coming here for asylum. No, they're coming here and they're breaking the law. And now you're, you know- you're suffering in New York. You know, um, Biden signed uh, actually a proclamation that or a law that says we can't call them uh, illegal aliens, invaders, or anything like that. No, 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 no. Uh, these people now, by the legal definition, are um, what is Asylum it? Undocumented? Seekers? No, undocumented non-citizens. Of course, Pucky, they're illegal aliens, <laughs> and we no, have a no, right Jeff. to free speech. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, we no, do. No, yeah. no, no, no. And don't. we also have a right to uh, to carry if you have a, if you have a permit. But no. Oh, Jim, you're going to put yourself in jail. I know I am. What can I say? <laughs> uh, hey, uh, speaking of uh, uh, politics, you know this guy, in, this guy in New Jersey, Chris Christie. Uh, uh, I, I don't know Bill's what his very little boy. I don't know what his game is. And he was the guy who, uh, during an election, a presidential election. Uh, when they had Hurricane Sandy and it hit New Jersey terribly. Uh, when Obama came by to see the damage, I thought that Christie was going to go into a full court embrace. I thought he was going to maul Obama. He was so happy to see him. They they, they were almost holding hands on the beach. But that's another story for another time. But But he's supposed to be a Republican leader. So he's spending more of his time going after Trump. He's supposed to be a candidate for the presidency, but his real goal is to to try to diminish President Trump. This guy is not on our side. He's not on the side of the Republican Party. He is out to diminish and to attack uh, President Trump. And here's what he said over the weekend on uh, Fox News. Listen. General election. Both sets of people we need to win a general election as Republicans, and Donald Trump cannot win those people while he's under indictment of four cases. But secondly, let's look at the conduct. This is a guy who stole classified documents from the White House, hid them from his own lawyers, hid them from the government for 18 months. And on January 6th, he told those folks the election was stolen. That's a lie. He asked them to march up to Capitol Hill said he would walk with them, but Howie, you and I both know that if Donald Trump has a risk of breaking a fingernail, he's not going to take that risk. He sat in his office for three hours and watched the people that he had lied to and sent up to Capitol Hill desecrate Capitol Hill. Now, I just think that's conduct that's beneath what we should expect from a president of the United States. And if you don't think that these charges and that conduct are going to be a major focus in the general election. If we nominate Donald Trump, you're kidding yourself, and we're going to lose. And that's going to mean a huge government, even more out of control than it is today, with a feeble president of the United States being dictated to by the worst elements of his party. But did Trump defuse your strategy of going toe-to-toe with him by staying off the debate stage and saying, since he's got a big lead nationally in the national polls, uh, that he is not going to do any of the debates? Well, if he doesn't do any of the debates, Howie, you know, we're going to give him another chance. I'm sure he's not coming to the Reagan debate. We'll give him another chance in Alabama. But if he doesn't come there, then I'm going to follow him around the country. Wherever he goes, I'll go. And we'll wind up talking to each other one way or the other. And he so knows that's true. You're going to change your travel schedule to go where Trump goes, just so I'm clear. You bet. Okay, Vivek Ramos. Chris Christie, the stalker, unbelievable. He's going to follow Trump around the country. This is this this guy is he's sick. He's a sick guy. 
Uh, he's not going to. He has about as much chance of being president as I do. He has. Boy. I think he's down about uh, under two percent. He's not worried about winning it. He's worried about trying to derail Trump. If you go back to the original debates, Trump made minced meat out of this guy. And you know what? You know, he talks about Trump being dirty this and Trump being dirty that and the boxes of of uh, documents. Well, yeah, Christie was a prosecutor, but not all prosecutors are good people. And you learn laws. You know, there, there are a lot of things that are regulated, but you got bad players. He's a bad player. Mm-hmm. He should be investigated because you're going to find out. The Pillsbury Doughboy has done a lot of things that have been questionable and illegal. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, all right, Christy, let's let's get somebody, you know. There's, I, something, in New Jersey, there's something in New Jersey called Bridgegate. Uh, essentially what he did was he, yeah. he used his position as governor to go after a mayor in, uh, I think he was the mayor of Fort Lee, New Jersey. I could be wrong. Right. But he essentially decided because this mayor of Fort Lee wasn't going to endorse him, he was going to punish the mayor politically. He also punished him by by causing traffic jams around his city. Uh, mm-hmm. He literally made it, he put That's up cones Democrat. and barriers. That's, That's a, a Democrat. That is a Democrat. Exactly. Well, like I said, when, when Barack Obama got off the helicopter to uh, walk on the beach, he just about uh, mauled the guy. I thought they were going to have a, 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 a romantic embrace on the beach. And this is, you got pictures of him. It looks like they should be holding hands. This is a yeah. guy who is. Uh, this is a guy who he's going to follow Trump around the country. I'd have him arrested for stalking. You're pretty meticulous. You pay attention to details, right? I try to. You know, yeah. and visuals. Mm-hmm. All right. So there was a, a news reporter the other day. I forget his name, but uh, he was talking about the documents of Trump, and he goes, he brought out a box. Mm-hmm. He goes, the documents that we're talking about that are in question because. It just seemed that they went from, you know, 11 documents, 12 documents, 14. All of a sudden, there were boxes upon boxes upon boxes upon boxes. But the documents that they were talking about all fit in the bottom of a business storage cardboard box, one box. So, number one, all of that stuff is for show and tell. Now... What would you know about Trump? Would you say that he's a messy guy? No. Or very no. meticulous? Very meticulous. Okay. Very. So now you got the box here of 14, uh, you know, the, 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 so many sure. different stories. And it takes up maybe not even one inch of paper stacked in it. All right? Yeah. But then they show this storage room in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, I know. Go back and look at it. The boxes are all sitting there, not neatly stacked. And there's garbage on the floor all over the place. And I'm going like, if you've ever been to Trump Towers, forget about it. It's not like that. You've ever been They're always polishing. They're polishing <laughs> all of the gold. Atlantic City, yep. when I used to go there, even when he was getting rid of the place, maybe the building was starting to show signs of wear. But what they had was polished. He's just saying... All right, that pillar is 40 years old. I'm selling this place. Someone's buying it. That's their job. Keep yeah. it clean. Yeah. And there was no garbage on the ground. It was pristine. And I'm just sitting there going, but if you don't know that, you go, oh, that stupid bastard. We got to hang him. That's what the left is doing. And if it was anybody's garbage, well, maybe it was maybe it was Christie's. I don't know. You know, Jersey, Atlantic well, City. They're trying desperately to bring the guy down, and they're trying to do it by any means possible. But the thing that gets me is this. I truly believe this. It isn't the outcome. It's the process that, that, they're, that they're happy with. It isn't that, that he, they're going to win the case about the documents in, in Mar-a-Lago. It's that initially they show you those 14 or 15 boxes thrown around the floor because that's what people remember. For it's like it's like it's like a new newspaper when they issue a headline on somebody, a news story on somebody, and then the next day they retract it. Well, the retraction is like eh, it's like a half a paragraph on the second page. It's not where the 
initial story was. They didn't come out and put a banner headline saying, we screwed up yesterday. They hide that. And that's what's going to happen with all of these charges against Trump. They're going to try mm. to make it so when they lose in court. You just mentioned it a few minutes ago that Trump had a, a legal victory over the weekend. Who the hell is talking about that? Not a single person. Now, I'll tell you something. If I were to run for any kind of political office, uh, one of the things that I would do is I would do an immediate crackdown on the media, both that go both both over uh, over the airwaves, yeah, and the media that goes over the internet. I would sit there and push that we license it and we hold it accountable, like it used to be with licensed broadcast facilities. Sure, to where sorry, you know, if you have an opinion, uh, that's an editorial, and you're allowed to do that. But now you opened the gate for somebody to sit there and rebut what you had to say. There was a time, Bill, when if a radio station came out and used its license to attack a, a citizen, they could be sued for slander. That's they could right. be sued for slander for a committee. thousands of millions of dollars. Democrats love committees, you know, and I would sit there and say, you know what, we got to have a bipartisan watchdog group that sits there and monitors the media. Let's not monitor the public, John Q. Public. Let's monitor the people that are feeding the garbage out there and well, keep them accountable and not let them give opinions and false news. You do that, you lose your license. We're in the Internet. Fine. You know what? We'll unplug your T1 line. That's it. You're done. You screwed up. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Trump gets in because he did not say uh, he didn't. He didn't agree with the reporter who was suggesting that we look ahead and not behind. Forget the things in the past and move forward. Horse pucky. There will be. If you account- don't know. From, there will, will you, be accountability. If you don't know from whence you came, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. So you've got to go back. You mark the trail. The trail has got a pretty nasty look to it that we've traveled on here recently, but we need to go back and review it and fix and correct our course. You can't just, I've been wandering aimlessly around it to see, but we got a rudder now. We'll just continue going the direction we're going. Hell no. You know, let's let's correct this course. Let's let's fix it. Anyway, a few other things happening in our world over the weekend. You maybe you've heard uh, you know, we're getting involved deeper and deeper into uh, in the Ukraine and CNN journalist Jake Tapper, he demanded to know from Secretary of State Tony Blinken, whether capricious billionaire Elon Musk should face repercussions for refusing Ukraine's uh, request last year to use Musk's Starlink satellite internet system to attack the Russian fleet in Crimea. I think I have the audio here somewhere. On my uh, little, right there, little button, I have it right here. Starlink is an important part of uh, of their success, and as I said, we expect that it will continue to be so. It sounds like Starlink's so important the U.S. government doesn't want to risk offending a capricious billionaire uh, who did some things that I think in another situation the U.S. government might want to say something about. But let's move on. You know, but but let's move on. Let me just say something, okay? If this drives me nuts about news people nowadays. I mean, they look like the old guys we used to watch on TV. You know, there was a time they all wear the same kind of suits and ties. Mm-hmm. They comb their hair. As a matter of fact, they spend a long time getting their hair just right because they're going on television. They look like they look like what they should look like, news reporters for television. But there's a big difference between the Jake Tappers of today and the uh, Walter Cronkites of uh, 1965. You know, even Cronkite was a liberal, but you couldn't you couldn't tell because he tried his very best to maintain a neutrality on television. He didn't want to be uh, he wanted to be impartial. okay? but Jake Tapper, my God, he doesn't care what you think of what he believes. He just throws it out there. You know, he, do you think maybe we should go after a, a capricious uh, a billionaire who decides not to let uh, them use his Starlink system? I would have said to Jake, hey, wait a second. Um, Jake, we were still a free country. And last I heard, Starlink was owned by that capricious billionaire, Elon Musk. 
and he has the right to let anybody use it that he wants to. And he also has the right to refuse anybody from using the Starlink system. He may have had reasons, political reasons, not to do it. He may have happened to believe that, that the Ukrainians were going to use it for a bad purpose. That's his belief. And believing that, he has the right to say no. Because he owns it. He owns the damn thing. He's under no mm -hmm. obligation to, to just summarily turn it over to, uh, to the Ukraine just because it serves your purposes, because you think it's the right thing to do. Horse pucky. Well, I'm waiting for somebody to claim that they own space. Therefore, anything up there, of course, they got to clean that junk up if they claim ownership because there's a lot of it up well, there. Well, there was a time when the U.S. was trying to plant its flag uh, on places like the moon and, and claim it. Uh, you know, but then again, we walked away from the moon. You know, if well, we if we there's can, debate that we ever we ever made it to the moon. You know, there's yeah, I know. I saw Capricorn one oh, too. Well, hey, speaking <laughs> of conspiracy uh, mm -hmm. that's going on, uh, the guy that found the magic bullet. Oh, I saw that. Bill. Sixty years ago, he's eighty-eight he years old now. Yeah, and he came forward and goes, you know, I'm doubting everything that transpired, and there had to be a second shooter. This is a guy who, for the past, like Bill said, 60 years, has been quiet about, mm -hmm. uh, he always thought, well, I think probably Lee Harvey Oswald did it, but I guess he's done some thinking, and well, it doesn't make sense. Then the way that he said it, and the magic bullet that he found was pristine. Yeah. And it was on the ground, and he said, well, he had to make a decision, pick it up because it's evidence. Or leave it there where it could be because well, there, were too many, there were too many people on the ground that could mess things up. Official people. Yeah. Well, do you know, Bill, what this magic bullet was supposed to have been able to have do, uh, done? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have do? <laughs> I'm so excited. The bullet supposedly went through the throat of President Kennedy, right? And yeah. after it went through his throat, it did a right turn yeah. and then a left turn. And then entered into Conley. Yeah. And then hand and him. Yeah. And okay. then somehow it fell out of Conley and after, cleaned itself. And cleaned itself and it wasn't it wasn't damaged. It, right. know, it was it was the most amazing bullet. My God, that is amazing. These miracles <laughs> that happen. I mean and we have geez. been lied to. We have been lied to on a consistent basis for decades you know my wife and i sometimes will sit down and and we'll just shake our head and think what did they tell us that was the truth over the last uh, lifetime that we've lived here do you know not a damn thing not what, a damn thing what came out of washington that was totally honest you know we, we we've been told so much by the bushes you know we were told we remember when uh, uh, george herbert walker said I read my lips. No new taxes. And then... <laughs> Thousand lights, no new taxes. Yeah. And then he screws us, <laughs> you know? And then he's surprised that he doesn't win re-election. You know, that was one time when the people said, nah. And, you know, if they could have fixed that election... Well, well, if, they could have fixed, yeah. if they could have fixed that election in, uh, in, was it 1992, they would have. Because, uh, they, but they didn't have the systems in place like they have now. Well, computing. how do you know they didn't? Because he didn't. He didn't go. Uh, he didn't go down with the fight. That was it. You man. think they intentionally? Uh, he intentionally? Uh, yeah, I lost my thousand lights in the sky. I just, I just night. never could understand, Bill, how these guys can be so chummy with each other after they're they're out of politics. Exactly. You see Bill and Clinton, and you see, you see Bill Clinton. You see George Bush, Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush. You know, they're, they're uh, palling with each other and they're laughing with each other at, at these uh, social and public events. And you think, wait a second, these guys were mortal enemies. They spent millions to destroy each other. And now they're just laughing it up and having a good old time. What does that say? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, how many Republicans and Democrats have said things that, oh, that's going to sink their boat and it never does? Uh, you know, him to say, read my lips, no new taxes. That was a great phrase, but uh, the simple fact is, you know, there are Democrats that have said like phrases, and it didn't damage them. And so, uh, you know, I'm 
I'm thinking the fix was in. Yeah, but I when, think the only guy, the only guy that I remember in recent history, forget his name now, Democratic contender for president, and he sat there and he was screwing around with this, you know. Ha- was it uh, was it uh, Gary Hart? That's it, Hart. Yeah, yeah. Gary and he Hart. was out screwing around, uh, you know, having a having an affair yeah. with a woman yeah. on a boat called Monkey Business. <laughs> now that was a little bit over the top. It like, sure was. You know, I hope it was a good boat ride. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and, there, and I think her name was but, Rice. But don't you think? Yeah, it was. But don't you think? In all honesty, they wanted him out. They just they did. There was another yeah, purpose. Yeah, but there's an old joke, uh, uh, but I'm not going to tell it because uh, I know you want to, but block. don't do it. This is a family no, show. I'm not going to. It's a family show. But uh, send me an email. I'll send you the line. <laughs> hey, you know who has reared his ugly head again? Who? Anthony Fauci. Now, just when you thought, oh, that it, yeah, the just when you thought, back, yeah. yeah, just when you thought it was safe to uh, to go back to a normal life, uh, this guy, this 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 creep. This lousy, lousy uh, guy who, by the way, get your mask don't out. kid yourself. He he helped fund the uh, development of the uh, COVID nineteen vaccine at the Wuhan lab. It was his organization that sent uh, what oh. was it six hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Next, 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 you're going to tell me he gets royalties from. Well, wait. Sorry. Yes, he does. He but does. Yeah. He, he gets royalties from the vaccine. Uh, yes. I forgot. Forget no, I said that. But, forget, I didn't mean that. But listen. Sorry, Dr. Fauci. I didn't was, want to let you. It, well, they, they take him out. They dust him off. You know, they stand him up. They put him right in front of the camera. And like clockwork, he says this. And, and, and I want to ask you about this current uptick. I mean, anecdotally, I think all of us either uh, have, have, have had COVID again or know somebody who has, has had COVID again. Uh, how concerned are you? What's your level of alarm about the current situation? Well, you know, John, I wouldn't say that I'm alarmed, but I'm certainly keeping an eye on it. There's no doubt, as you know, and reported just a, a moment ago, we're having an uptick in cases which is being reflected by an uptick about 17 or more percent in hospitalizations. There's no doubt that that is going on. And since we're now at the end of the summer, it is likely that that will increase as we get into the fall and the winter. So we need to be prepared for it. I don't think at all, though, again, you always have to keep yourself with an open mind with this virus that's fooled us before. But given the level of immunity that we all have that you just mentioned, in other words, people who've been va- vaccinated, boosted, people who've been infected like you and I, where we have hybrid immunity, the chances of this being an overwhelming rush of cases and hospitalizations is probably low. So what's your sense? I mean, obviously, those that are in high risk categories, but who who should be taking that booster? You know, I, John, I don't want to get ahead of the ACIP and their recommendation. My own personal feeling is that I believe certainly those who are vulnerable, the elderly and those with underlying condition. But I believe we should give the choice to people who are not in the high risk groups to have the vaccine available for them. Because, again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis from COVID itself is greater than the risk of the vaccine. Well, what is your sense looking back at all this? Uh, Did masks prove to be less effective than you anticipated? You know, John, if you, some of the studies that are confusing, the study that recently has been now quoted a lot and causing a lot of confusion is this Cochrane study, which even the people who run the Cochrane studies say that that study can be misleading because people have commented on that study saying absolutely masks don't work, which is absolutely not the case because there are a number of studies that show that masks actually do work. And there's a lot of confusion when you take a broad, uh, a series of studies and you look at them in a meta-analysis. Only a couple of those studies were specifically looking at COVID. So I think we better be careful that that study that people keep talking about can be very, very misleading. There's a lot of good data that masks work. Oh, this guy's amazing. That's Tony Fauci, of course. And and what gets me is that... uh, 
he talks about myocarditis like, uh, you know, there's a, low, there's a low risk. What that means is, okay, what you should do is buy yourself a revolver and, and, sp- and spin. And play yeah, Russian roulette. That's exactly what you're doing. You don't know yeah. whether it's going to affect you, myocarditis. Country singer out of Texas over the weekend dropped. And he had cardiac arrest. There was an R&B singer over the weekend. I think he was 41. Mm-hmm. Maybe in his, he might have been in his 30s. Wait a minute. In good shape. He was on stage singing. They're showing him. And all of a sudden, boom, dead. Unbelievable. Carditis, mild. Now, they didn't mention that they had the vax or not. And you know what? The people and they won't at high build. risk. They won't. The media the won't pe- make it. They won't make that connection. Now, I've, I've heard that they want to mandate it to a certain group. They want everybody vaxxed, okay? Now, these people that are dying were not singly vaxxed, doubly vaxxed, triply vaxxed, but they were quadruple vaxxed, and now they have a new, a you new know, var- variant out there. Yeah. And, and they're saying, well, you're going to need three shots, and they're coming around. Let me let me just explain something. As, and this is me. I'm not talking for you or anybody else, but I'm just saying from my point of view, now, I get a flu shot every year, but I haven't done it in the past two years because of what's going on. Now, I will sit here and go, I haven't been sick. Now, I take care of myself. I do take, you know, regular stuff to sit there and make sure that, uh, and I and I play it safe. But the point is, I don't trust them to where, oh, uh, Mr. Knight, you're in for your flu shot. You want to get, because the last time I was there, yeah. you're in for your flu shot. You want to go ahead and get that vaccination? No, I don't. Are you sure you don't want to get that vaccination? Because we're right here doing the shot now. What are you mixing the two together? Okay, so the <laughs> that's funny. No, we can't do that. And then I thought, why Boy. not? Why not? Of course they can. They can do it. Hey. exactly. Uh, that's that was my point. The WHO, right? When when they start to uh, promote the uh, the new pandemic that is on the horizon, you know you got to shake your head. Listen. Just four months after the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 was no longer a global health emergency, the agency is calling for action. COVID right now is infecting and reinfecting millions. What is really important is that those who are most at risk for developing severe disease um, receive a booster, receive an additional dose. The WHO estimates that hundreds of thousands of people around the world are currently hospitalized with the virus, in particular in Asia and the Middle East. But the number could in fact be significantly higher due to an underreporting of cases and its director general is urging countries to better share information about its populations. Only 43 countries, less than a quarter of WHO member states, are reporting this to WHO, and only 20 provide information on hospitalizations. As the agency calls on those at risk to get a booster jab, its worry is that cases will further increase as temperatures eventually lower in the Northern Hemisphere. Okay, there's a common thread between what Fauci said and what they they said here. Exactly. And that is those at risk should get a shot. They're talking about the elderly or the weak or the infirmed, but the but specifically the elderly. And that says to me, "Hey, if you're if you want a, a part of your population to shuffle off their mortal coil, it's that segment of the community." The older people, let's 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 get them out of the way f- at you know first. Uh, and I listen. I got the first two biggest mistakes of my life were to get the first two you shots. You didn't get the last two though. Oh, That's... I didn't get the last two, and and uh, you'll have to walk me in with a gun to get any more of those of those shots. I pray. Well, that... Don't ask. You might receive on that <laughs> one. You know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But they, do you see where they're they're setting us up for this? New pandemic, another um, wave of the COVID vaccine uh, virus. When did the pandemic start? Now, the word is it's actually started in uh, 19. Okay, so that means it's four years old. All right, the pandemic is four years old. How long have historically, when we didn't have technology and everything, how long historically have pandemics lasted? Oh, they, they only last for a couple of years, and and they've uh, usually been separate, separated by like, a hundred years at least. The Spanish flu was uh, just uh, after or at the very end of the World War One. They actually blamed it. You know, for years they called it the Spanish flu, 
And then recently, because we have a tendency, the left loves to rewrite history. Uh, they, they start to say, well, it really was the United States that created the Spanish flu. It was our soldiers who, who brought it over to Europe and then brought it back. It's, you know, it, they made us the disseminator of the Spanish flu. The re, people who rewrite history, you know, it, for the longest time, it was the Spanish flu that came over from Europe. It was, uh, it, it, I guess they got most of it in Spain, right? But no, 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 not anymore. That's how they work nowadays. The left is amazing at rewriting history. Well, I have a theory. I have a theory that uh, lefties created racism. Uh, and they're uh, working on atheism now. Well, Bill, uh, Bill, I mean, y you just look at real facts, real history. You know, uh, is, the sl slavery was uh, uh, pushed by who? The Democrats. Oh, really? The I, Democrats. I'm right on this? Wow. Well, the Southern Democrats were the ones who wanted to continue slavery. They wanted, it was the Democrats who started the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Republicans. You didn't see a bunch of Republicans riding around with white hoods and burning people at the stake, you know, but you saw the Democrats and they have taken it successfully starting in the 60s and late 50s. They, they took that part of history and with the help of the media, they flipped it on the Republicans who, by the way, when it comes to media and, and public image, they're dumb as a box of rocks historically. They just, they can't keep up with the Democrats. The Democrats flipped it so all of a sudden they were on the side of the minorities and the oppressed. And that's not the case. Even now, well, it's not the they're case. They're flipping uh, Christianity. I, I saw a survey over the weekend that uh, says that um, Christian faith people, they are mad now, and they're actually there's a bill out there that they're one of their groups is sponsoring uh, to reject uh, the Republicans and get rid of uh, uh, the Republican Congress because of everything like oh their stand about um, women's health issues, in other words, abortion, and all of these different things that are Democrat talking points. These good-hearted Christians all of a sudden. They're all for these democratic issues. And then when you look at this organization, I think of the American Federation, blah, 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 it's got Catholics and Christians, so said, although they're a new group that has, you know, very little history, but everything they do is oppose the right and go for the left. And I'm going, how interesting. Let's make up a phony Christian group well, and turn it left and then give them a lot of publicity. So... You know, when people go to the church is under attack, you got a demon in your pews right now. Well, they, and they, it's they, from they, the left. They, they're calling Catholicism uh, uh, a terrorist organization, the, mm -hmm. you know, which is a, a Christian sect. You're calling, uh, but you know, you you say some of the things about uh, other faiths, like the Muslim faith, faith, and you'll have a problem because they stand up for their faith. Okay, they, yeah. whether, you, whether you like it or not, they stand up for their faith. But because Christians turn the other cheek, historically, they get dumped on by the atheistic, uh, agnostic, and I, no, forget the agnostic. They don't believe in God. These people are atheists. These people are atheists. Agnostics, they'll tell you they believe in something, uh, God you do, or something. You need to define that. A lot of people don't get the difference between yeah. an agnostic and an atheist. An agnostic... An agnostic believes in a being, a God, but they have right. no religion per se. They, they, they know there's something out there. They just don't know how, uh, how to follow it as far as organized faith is concerned. But an atheist will just tell you, and I, I, know, I know atheists. I have, a, I have a friend who is an atheist who proudly proclaims that he's an atheist. And I think you dumb person, you, you know, for you, you have nothing you know, I always think of my faith as uh, the the rudder that keeps me balanced in life. Uh, it is something that I can turn to when things are, are getting me down. I can turn to God. I can turn to Jesus, and I can say, hey, you know, I'm in trouble here. Can you help me out? And, you know, nine out of ten times, whether you believe it or not, I work my way through it, and I, I get through mm. these tough situations because I think I have a faith. I don't. I don't know how somebody who doesn't have a faith can exist comfortably in our world. 
Well, a preacher will sit there and say, look around you. If you don't see God, you're blind. And, Absolutely. But, you know, uh, the the intelligent uh, people, the uh, the scholars of the world will say, well, you know, you look to a, gr- a greater being that created uh, the heavens and earth. And I'm going to tell you right now, it all, uh, there was a big vacuum, a big void. There was nothing out there. And then you had this big bang, you know, and I'm like going, oh. so out of nothing yeah. Yeah. came something. So that was the beginning of time. That means there had to be something that took the nothing and created us. They will well, that say would be God. They will say many scientists will say that the bang was caused when two atomic particles collided. But there was nothing. But so my, where did those atomic particles come from? That's what I was. That's what I've said so many, many times. Wait a second. There was something before that collision because those particles collided. That was something. You know, in the words of Billy Preston, nothing, nothing from, from nothing, nothing is leaves. nothing. <laughs> there you go. Therefore, there is God. You can call you can call God any name that you want to, except a deflammatory name. But there is a greater, higher power, which is something that agnostics say. Well, yeah, there had to be something, and that would be your Elon Musk of the world because he believes like Einstein did or like that, there has to be something. Yeah. There had to be because how do you answer nothing into something? There there had to be. I'm sorry, Mr. DeGrasse, but that's the way it goes. Hey, listen, when I, when I saw my kids born, I was in the room when they were born. It's a miracle. It is an absolute miracle. And people will say, well, it's just a... Uh, it was the seed being, uh, you know, uh, being impregnated, and no, no, no. I didn't really have much to do with it. It was a moment of lust. <laughs> okay, I mean that they try to make it sound like, well, your mom and dad. No, no, that's a miracle. That is a miracle when life begins, and and when people say, well, it really begins at three months. You know, when you can hear the heartbeat. No. Nah. As far as I'm concerned, it's a living cell. As it's a living when when the first two cells when the first two cells unite and start to replicate, that replication continues continuously from that moment until the time you die. Okay, it doesn't stop. It keeps multiplying and changing and adding to and growing, and that is life. It's not when the heart beats. It's not when the heart beats. It's well, when. It's when they they become one. Science is an excuse for our perversion as mankind. It's the way I look at it because they've got an excuse for everything to dismiss our bad. And, and not that, that uh, procreation is bad, but I'm just saying, you know, they, they don't want to accept it for what it is, like, like you just described, a miracle. I, I you leave know? you with this as a lot of evil people fighting us right now in this world. Evil does exist. Evil is fighting against God, against faith, against believers. That's the real fight, by the way. You know, it isn't Trump versus Biden. It's evil versus good. And good is trying to prevail. It's a tough fight. The bad guys will not give up easily. They're not just going to mm-hmm. walk away gently into the into the night. They're going to fight tenaciously with everything they have to to keep control of this world. It's a hell of a fight, and we've got to be ready for it, friends. We have got to be ready for it. With that... Well, I was going to say, there's actually a theme for what evil is, and but we don't have it up, but it's uh, the Poppy family with... uh, Which way are you going, Billy? No, no, what evil is. Oh, I don't... All I remember is which way... All I remember is which way you're going, Billy. No, no, no. If you look up evil by the Poppy family, um, it was a great song, but it kind of sums it up in... I don't think it was a hit, Bill. (laughs) It was a mediocre song. Not where I came from. All I had from the Poppy family is... Top 20 hits. Which way you going, Billy? Can I go to... Gag no, me. they did uh, evil. Uh, what is it? Something like evil grows or something like. Well, that shows you how big of a hit it was. But Love grows when Rosemary things. goes. Anyway, listen. No, no, it's no. that time. We'll discuss this off air because 
the clock on the wall says it's time to wrap it up. You have, of course, talks. pardon. Your clock docs. <laughs> it does. It's a very talkative clock. Uh, but but as we always do, we end with our our distinct and totally unique ending that only can be done by one Mr. Bill Knight. It's all yes, yours. but we forgot to give we forgot to give uh, our phone number. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. Let me slap myself. Uh, the phone number is eight three eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. 833-538-7868. And since we last spoke, we have mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill at mail.com. So take your choice on the Jim and Bills, itsanotherday.com. Um, and what we at. said over the weekend, we still want you to do it. Uh, we need to know that you're there. And the best way to do it, forget all the systems and algorithms and stuff that tell us that we have thousands and thousands of people out there would love it if you take a moment and even if you just send us a blank reply email just go to uh mail at jimandbill.com mail at jimandbill.com how can you forget that right and send us a blank email we'll know that you're there and it would mean a great deal to us please do that Hey, just do it, all right? Do what the man said and just do it. And, 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 and since I'm talking about doing it, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. Teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent. He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze Play from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>